Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. I hope you've recovered from a, what's been certainly in the south of this country, a very windy night outside bedrooms rather than anywhere else, I'd like to point out. I realised that as I started the sentence, it sounded wrong. Uh, after a Halloween, uh, for, for some a little bit of a washout, but um, absolutely always just absolutely lovely to see all the kids dressed up and everyone enjoying it. Obviously, I really miss having a teenager who sort of doesn't want anything to do with these things anymore. I don't get to go trick-or-treating anymore. No chocolate in the house. What's that about? Uh, joining me all this morning to discuss an awful lot of the, uh, well, I say the ghoulish things that are going on in government right now is uh, Candice Holdsworth, who's a writer and commentator. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, you've got very, very little ones. See, mine's, too, mine's sort of almost about to be 16, so we don't, yeah, there's Halloween parties, things to do with it. Um, but but yours are very little, babies. So you don't, you're, you're yeah, we, we're both outside of the getting to go trick-or-treating. Well, we did do a little Halloween festival in my neighbourhood on Sunday and all the kids got together. Just sweets obsessed, obviously. I mean, that's all yeah. they could care about. They had a piñata, smacked it, all just scrambled around Wait a minute, so we're bringing... Me- Wait a second, we've not only <laughs> imported American Halloween, we've now imported Mexican piñata. What's going on in this country? It's an invasion. That's what the Home Secretary would call it. <laughs> that sounds great fun. Let's talk about, um, obviously, the biggest story today. It's on all the front pages, pretty much. Uh, Suella Braverman, the Home Secretary, back in the job. It did look for a little while uh, last week that she was competing with herself to be the shortest serving Home Secretary at six days in her, uh, well, in, in her first stint. Um, we are in a, a, a very, a very interesting time Um she has had to go to the House of Commons where she's had to admit and in a letter to the Home Affairs Select Committee that actually, yes, you know, she did send an email of, of you know, Home Office documents to um, a, a, an MP. She was not allowed to do so to Sir John Hayes, but also to uh, someone she thought was his wife. It turns out to be an aide to another MP who basically dobbed her in. She has claimed that she has um, uh, that she immediately you know, told her cabinet secretary it now emerges that. Even from her own words, that actually it was the chief whip who told her that you need to tell somebody, uh, and it was a few hours later. Um, and as uh, she's admitted that it's actually on six occasions she sent documents to her own personal email. This, though, she I suppose was trying to sort of you know move away from as she basically gave some fantastic quotes to the media yesterday at her uh, her speech to the House of Commons, where she basically talked about how the channel migrant crisis is out of control, that uh, the country needs and the, and the government and politicians need to stop pretending that everyone who arrived on a boat was a refugee in distress. She said the asylum system was broken, and crucially, she said we are facing an invasion on our southern coast. Really, really strong words. She also said, as I 
I just mentioned, that those criticising her were just trying to get rid of her. How much do you think the attacks on Isabella Braverman are legitimate and justified about her posing a security risk and making poor judgments? And how much do you think are just a load of, you know, sort of liberal, the liberal bleeding hearters in the House of Commons and in the media who are attacking someone who's considered to be a hard right Tory, who, as far as I can tell, represents the majority of people in this country and thinking we shouldn't just let anyone who turns up in a dinghy in our country stay here. Yeah, she called it a political witch hunt last night. So that's how she sees it. I must admit, when the story first emerged, it sounded like it was just a minor thing that had happened to her, but it evolved into something so much greater that she's suddenly this major security risk. I do think some of the attacks on her are a bit disingenuous. I mean, they're making out like she gave away state secrets. Yeah, to Putin. Yeah. And, and she's, she's this massive risk to Britain's security, which I don't think is true. I do think the attacks on her are because people do perceive that the Conservatives are a bit vulnerable right now you know they are vulnerable to attack Rishi Sunak doesn't want any trouble right now and Suella Braverman is Braverman is an easy person to criticize yeah I mean she's yeah I mean certainly the home secretaries always are easy easy targets um she's much better qualified for this job than Pretty Patel ever was so she's a she's a KC you know, previously QC um uh, she is she was previously um attorney general she um, so it's general. She understands this stuff. She's got the legal background. Um, and there's no doubt at all that what she wants to do in her attitude to this uh, illegal immigration problem. I mean, yes, it is. If you're getting on a dinghy and you're not, you know, showing a passport and things, before you, I'm sorry, it is illegal immigration. I mean, people are just mad to think it's anything else. Um, but but the, her stance on this is very unpopular in much of the sort of the liberal media and certainly the Labour Party and, and quite a lot of the bench, the Tory benches as well, who were sort of, as I say, bleeding hearters on this issue. But she is very much in with Tory voters and I would suggest with an awful lot of Labour voters as well, certainly in red wall seats, who want this problem sorted. She was pointing out we're spending, I mean, £6.8 million a day now on the cost of the hotels for these people. Um, £150 a night on average to house asylum seekers. Um, they run out of two and three star hotels that they can block book at the Home Office and are looking at four star hotels. Um, she, she had to sort of say basically that... Um, she denied the claim she'd ignored legal advice on overcrowding at Manston, this asylum processing centre in Kent. It's supposed to have, you know, a thousand plus and it's now got, you know, well over that. Um, people are having to sleep on the floor, including some families. They're supposed to be there for less than 24 hours. They're staying there some for weeks. It's not ideal. To be fair, these people, before they got into a rickety dinghy, were sleeping rough in the forests, in, in, you know, in, in, in northern France. So I'm not entirely sure it's that much of a big stretch for them. We have a duty to be a civilised country and do the right thing and, and go through all these processes. And people, I don't want people having to sleep on the floor or uh, you know, not having proper washing facilities. But do you think the vast majority of voters in this country are really concerned about conditions at, uh, at Manston Asylum Processing Centre? Or are they really concerned that we are probably going to hit, well, we, we will, not officially yet, but... As of as of yesterday, there's no way in the world we haven't hit 40,000 people arriving in this country. We don't know who they are, or where they've come from, arriving on dinghies. Are people more concerned about that? Yes, I mean, it's a situation that's just spiralling out of control. The numbers are going up. It's becoming more and more expensive to house them. The methods used to house them are becoming unpopular. Mm-hmm. And people are getting increasingly worried that there's a criminal element coming through as well. I mean, the Border Force Union, not the most reactionary people, <laughs> have said that there are violent people in these uh, 
detainment centers. Particularly these Albanians. Yes, who are yes. And the, the staff can't manage them. They're violent with each other. I mean, the situation is getting very bad. And I've noticed now that it's becoming more of a major issue. More and more people, sort of across the political divide, like yeah. you say, are talking about it and saying we need to get on top of this. Yeah, I mean, and then people, I mean, I've got, I don't know why anyone thinks we don't, even if you are massively Ramona and you you know you think we should never have left the the, the, the EU and we should have free open tra- you know, travel between anyone in the EU but you still can't think that we don't want to know who's here I mean lots of these people they don't even provide any documentation that's why they have to have biometric t- tests done and they have to you know prove that you know, they'll claim they're 16 when they're actually you know 25 and, and, and say they're from Syria when they're actually say from Albania I mean we need to know who's coming in and out of our country it, this is not too much to ask is it um, and, and this is the issue do you think she will survive because um, I've I spoke had a phone call actually. I didn't even instigate it myself from a, a, a well-known Tory who, who's someone who you would certainly think was instinctively and politically very much on side with Suella Bradman, who thought that he she wouldn't actually survive and that she had made too many mistakes and was too open to criticism uh, on too many different fronts and therefore she wouldn't survive. Or do you think actually the the attitude yesterday she had this sort of basically come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I mean, loving a bit of that, Suella. Um, do you think that that will stand her firm? And it's actually, if you've got a backbone and you take on the job of being Home Secretary, trying to cut immigration and actually intend to do it as opposed to just paying lip service to it, that actually you're going to come under this flak. And she recognised that was going to happen and she's up for the task. That's what I thought last night when I saw her speech. I thought she came across confident, even a little bit defiant. I think to do that job, like you say, you have to be super thick-skinned and you have to be prepared to be very unpopular with certain people who will really go for you. I mean, to get the nickname Cruella. I mean, you need to be able to withstand that. I could understand why some people might not be able to. I got the impression last night that she will. But, I mean, people are human, so, I mean, if there are more and more and more and more crises and it just keeps building, then maybe if she's seen as a liability, we yeah. Sunak will be forced to cut her loose. Except, of course, you know, he, 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 it would be a risk to him to have... And, and, okay, who would like that task? But she needs to have the backup, isn't it? Because we can criticise Priti Patel for not taking this issue to task and actually dealing with it. But, you know, she did instigate the Rwanda plan. But without a plan to actually get the legal situation changed so that it could actually ever happen. And again, it's not going to solve anything realistically, the Rwanda plan. It's a signal of intent, isn't it? But but um, you need to have the backing of the Prime Minister, the Chancellor, the Justice Secretary. Now, Dominic Raab will certainly be on side. We know he wants to change things in terms of the Human Rights Act and the like. Big question mark about Rishi Sunak, big Brexiteer, yes. Uh, but this isn't a Brexity issue, is it? This is just, But this is about controlling our borders. Do you think the Tories survive without dealing with this? Because if there's one thing that is going to be a big dividing line if this continues at the rate it is, if we get end up with fifty thousand, uh, you know, channel migrants by the end of the year, certainly by you know people are facing you know billions of pounds being spent on their hotel accommodation when people's taxes are going up and people can't pay their energy bills this winter, um, that's going to be a really big issue at the next election. I would have thought. Yeah, it's a huge conflict that they'll have to resolve, especially with these austerity measures that are being promised. And if mm. people see that money, they perceive it to be wasted on other things yeah. there'll be a lot of anger I think it's going to be a big election issue I think that's why he chose Suella Braverman because he knows that she'll get it done she'll get the job yeah. done and he can back her to do that 
Boris Johnson did seem to back Priti Patel, even when she was very unpopular. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. They need the backing of the Prime Minister. Yeah, we sh- well, we shall see if that happens. But you say the Prime Minister's got other things to do with right now, uh, planning that um, autumn uh, statement with the Chancellor, uh, Jeremy Hunt, and uh, well, the message that's come out today, basically preparing the ground for us is, we're all going to face tax rises. Well, hooray for that. <laughs> Who knew that locking the country down for two years would end up costing money? Imagine everyone's surprised. As if no one warned you. Hmm. The Breakfast Briefing with Julie Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.